Welcome to the TaxSell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax sell veteran, expert, and trainer. I'm the author of the tax sell playbook, founder of the tax sell academy, and I'm your host right here on the tax sell podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. And as always, at the conclusion of this podcast, if you're looking to learn more about investing in tax defaulted real estate, head on over to taxcellacademy.com. Again, that's taxcellacademy.com. Let's go and get started with today's episode. Today, we're talking about probably the most important thing to you your profit margin. So different investors use different ways to determine how much they'll pay for a property based on their expected profits. Some have fancy calculators, some use percentages, some use ratios, some just wing it, some have spreadsheets. It just depends on the specific investor. The truth is that there is no real, in quote, correct way of determining how much you should shoot for when you make a tax on investment. You have to go by what makes you comfortable based on your specific investment objectives. I've heard some people say that you need to buy at 70% of market value or 60% or 40% or whatever that number is or some other rule of thumb. While this is great and can be easy to apply in theory, it can't be used as a universal statement. So let's use that 70% number. You buy a house and it's worth $100,000. So you're going to pay $70,000. Sounds pretty basic, right? $30,000 in gross profit. Fair enough. But what about that lot that's valued at $3,000? Are you going to pay $2,100 for that property? That leaves you $900 as gross profit, less any expenses, of course, like suit acquired title, travel expenses, any realtor fees, etc., etc. Obviously, this is an extreme example, but in this situation, you're going to be in the hole a couple thousand dollars if you use that same 70%. So let's discuss a few of the things that you must consider when determining your expected profit, which ultimately will determine how much you bid on that property. These two, your profit and your bid amount, go hand in hand. There are many, many things that you must factor into your bid amount. So don't think this is going to be an all-inclusive podcast episode, but we're going to go over five things that you must take into consideration. If you want to pre-plan your profit margin, nail down these five and you'll be well on your way. Number one, your expenses. And this is the big one that so many people overlook. It's big number and it's small number in the scheme of things. People really focus on that. I'm going to buy it for this. I'm going to sell it for this. I'm going to make everything in between. But the problem is all that stuff in between can be eaten up real fast with expenses. And it might even take some experience to get all of your expenses dialed in before you invest in a property. But you need to get those expenses figured out. And a lot of this will depend on what your plans are for that property, right? Here are some of the more obvious ones. Are you going to do a suit to quiet title? Does it require any substantial work? Will you have to travel to the property to the auction? Do you need a realtor to sell it? Is there a recording fee or maybe a buyer's premium? And have you ever thought about maybe the less obvious expenses? What are the yearly property taxes or the percentage thereof that you have to pay? What about the insurance on the property? Does it need to be mowed? Will turning on the electricity to the property cost you money? Of course it will, right? That's one thing that you need to factor in. What about any immediate issues that have to be addressed? You have to board up a window. What about the expenses when you go to sell that property? Any recording fees, tile insurance, stuff like that. So many people choose to overlook one or more of the expenses And this might be done consciously or even unconsciously. Maybe it's a $30 lot to replace and you just pay for it in cash. You don't really think a lot about it. Or maybe you have to go to the post office and overnight a contract to your buyer and that costs you 20 or 25 bucks. 
Well, the fact of the matter is, this is an expense that you must factor in. You need to dial in your expenses. What about the unexpected issues or your buffer? This is another one that many people tend to ignore. They think that everything is just rosy and it's going to work out exactly according to their plan. But what if it doesn't? I always suggest providing yourself the nice size buffer. The best case scenario is that there are no unexpected issues and you can walk away with more money in your pocket. The worst case scenario is that your buffer is too small and the property ends up costing you much more than you anticipated. Have you ever thought about some of the potential issues? Let's say your roof leaks unexpectedly. Or maybe you have some open permits that you discover with the city or the county and you have to pay a thousand bucks to get them closed out. Or maybe you have a tenant living in the property that you didn't count for and you have to pay them a few hundred bucks to get them out of there. Take into account every unexpected issue. What could happen? What might happen? What has a potential happen? Guys, all these things. Factor this in to your bid amount, which of course is going to impact your potential profit. What about this one? Hassle. Speaking of issues, have you ever thought about just the hassle of dealing with a property? Some properties are just mentally and even physically taxing. Just this morning, about three hours before I recorded this podcast, I was inside the attic of an old dirty house checking to ensure that work had been performed properly. Sure, I could have called somebody and tracked somebody down, a maintenance guy or something to do it for me, but I had to track them down. I would have to play phone tag. I had to meet them there, all sorts of other stuff. Now, obviously, the best deal is going to be the transaction where you have zero work, zero effort, zero hassle. But there are times where properties will be full of hassle. And if you're prepared to deal with that, that's certainly okay. So you just need to understand that if there are hassles involved, you must be compensated accordingly. If you have a nightmare property, but you make $10 million, hey, that's okay to have that nightmare go for a month or two, right? If you make enough money. And I promise you that if I wasn't going to make decent money on that specific piece of property, I would have never crawled into that attic. So if there are a lot of hassles with the property, just make sure you're compensating accordingly. And if you're not, skip that property. How about the discounted sales price? How about that one? Sure, you know exactly what your market will demand for a property, except for that one time where you thought you did, but you were wrong. You probably thought the property could be worth $50,000, when in reality, it only brought in $40,000. Maybe it's a deal where you convince yourself it's worth a few thousand dollars more during the heat of the auction, or maybe your numbers are just a little bit off. But you need to factor in that you might have to discount your sales price just a little bit. I always teach to use a low ballpark value. If the real value is $100,000, then consider using $90,000. Maybe $93,000 is the amount that it's going to sell for. This is an addition to that buffer. Be very concerned with your number. Again, worst case scenario, you won't lose any money. You'll still make some money. Best case scenario, that buffer is not needed and your sales price is actually where you think it's going to be, right? So you'll make more money. Another one that you need to factor in is time. Trading your time for money is not going to be a good idea unless that money will compensate you above and beyond what your time is worth as an employee. So here's what I'm saying. If you make $5,000 off a piece of property, but it requires you to invest 500 hours into that property, then you'll be making 10 bucks an hour. 
Likewise, if the property takes you three years to sell, that property's not gonna be the property that you want to invest in most of the time, unless of course you're gonna make lots and lots of money during those three years by the time you realize that investment. So many people overlook the value of their time. They completely ignore how much time is gonna be required to sell a piece of property. Maybe they're remodeling themselves, maybe they're marketing themselves, whatever it is. If you have hundreds and hundreds of hours wrapped up into one property, don't overlook this. Make sure you're compensated. It takes time to research a property to attend an auction, to go to the bank, to visit a property, to coordinate and make any required repairs, to advertise and to market a property, to work with buyers. Real estate investing and tax sale investing specifically takes time. Be sure you're compensated accordingly. Now, once all these things are factored in, once these five things and many others, of course, are factored in, you need to ask yourself, what margin would you be happy with? Determine your sales price based on your objectives. Subtract out all the stuff that we just discussed. Then take out your desired profit based on the money and the effort required and you'll have your bid amount. Then you can determine if it's gonna be a realistic and profitable investment or not. And don't get into the mindset that you must buy a property. If your potential profit isn't what you want it to be, then don't try to convince yourself that you'd be willing to accept less. I've seen far too many people try to trick themselves into buying something only to hate that decision a month or two months later. Be patient and always work backwards to determine your profit prior to bidding. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to pick up your copy of the Tax Sale Playbook. The book itself is free. Just help us cover the nominal shipping costs to get it from our warehouse to your front door. You can grab that book at taxcellacademy.com. That's taxcellacademy.com. And as always, guys, if you found this episode or any other episode on our podcast helpful, be sure to click that five-star feedback button. Leave us some positive feedback. We read each and every single feedback comment, and we take note of every single five-star review. And we are so appreciative to each and every one of you who have done so already. Guys, take care and make it a successful day. See ya.